for our Wednesday night service. Praise the Lord. We are still serving the Lord and the church is looking great. We're getting it all fixed up. Uh, It rained today, but that's okay. All the gutters are fixed and the whole place is painted up and uh, we can't wait uh, to see everybody. We're going to do some more landscaping and we're going to get it manicured. And when everybody gets back, I hope and pray we'll have a big barbecue. I wish you'd just pray and, and send out the news. Let's pray for one another that we get this church going again and um, you know, every once in a while you have to take a breather. Uh, sometimes it's forced. You know, the Lord said to Israel, I'm going to get my Sabbaths out of you. I'm going to make sure the land has rest. And maybe there's something to that in this, but I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not a prophet. But boy, oh boy, I'm, I'm about done with this, uh, this lockdown nonsense. You know, it's been our fifth uh, Wednesday in a row that we've had no services uh, to speak of without a congregation. And, and uh, that's not what I signed up for, amen. <laughs> but I hope you'll be back, and I hope you'll bring a friend, and uh, we'll have a big old hootenanny, a, a big, um, well, I, I want to say a shindig, but I don't know what a shindig is. We're going to have a big service when, when everybody gets back, and we're going to have a good barbecue. All right, Genesis chapter number 1 tonight. We're going to be speaking on the subject of eternal fellowship, eternal fellowship. Right now, when we fellowship with one another, it's pretty much uh, temporary. Uh, But when we get to heaven, it's going to be everlasting, eternal fellowship with God. That's the deep heart of God. Because God created man and uh, male and female mankind in his own image now I want to say he wasn't lonely he uh, he, he wasn't uh, you know missing something he did it out of the glory of his heart and uh, he, he he made man in his own image because he wanted to do it uh, for his own glory and so you and I were created so that we would give God glory so I want to I want to think on those terms tonight in this message that we would Look at this as eternal fellowship as the goal when it's all said and done. And God's desire to save people is that he wouldn't throw them away and he wouldn't cast them into hell. And he wouldn't uh, give them eternal punishment, but eternal fellowship with God. That's Salvation is, is redeeming the lost so that he could live with his created people. Uh, forever, forever and ever and ever, uh, eternal fellowship. So hold your places, uh, Genesis chapter 1. Let's pray and let's ask the Lord to touch our hearts tonight. Our Father, thank you for this time we have together. Again, around your word, help us to uh, live and do the word of God and be obedient, not just hearers of the word, but doers. And we pray that we would uh, enjoy this thought tonight. Maybe somebody's... uh, that doesn't have enough fellowship. Maybe there's some lonely people in the world. Um, no doubt. I'm sure there is. And I'm sure that, uh, there's lots of people out there that wish they could congregate. And we're, we've, we really are uh, aware, Lord, tonight. We're very aware of our need for one another. And we pray that you'll help us, Lord, to congregate again and physically be in a group of people under the gospel and the singing of God's people and the praises of Israel, Lord, and the praises of the music of God. 
And we pray one day our hearts and souls and voices would ring again with the sounds of congregational singing. And we pray for our church, Lord. We pray that you'll help us one day to seriously enjoy the fellowship that you have for us. And we ask, Lord, that it be sooner than later. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in the Bible, I want you to notice that uh, the concept of the Trinity is found in Genesis chapter 1. Now, the only way we can ex explain God is through the Bible. We don't know how to explain God any other way had, had it not been for the Word of God. The Word of God tells us that there is the Holy Spirit, there is the Father, and the, the Son. Now, watch, watch the pronouns in this particular portion of Scripture, verse 26. It says... And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them For, uh, it says now and God blessed them here's what he said and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air over every living thing that moveth upon the earth and God said behold I've given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the, all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Some people don't realize it, but look at the pronouns back here in verse 26. God said, let us. Who's he speaking to? He's speaking to the Son and the Holy Spirit. He said, our image. We were not made in the likeness of a monkey. We were not made in the likeness of creatures. We were made in the likeness of God. God Almighty. In our image. Our image? That means in the image of Jesus and the Father and the Son. Uh, or the Holy Spirit. The three, the Trinity. That's, that's, the that's not a mistake in your Bible. It says, let us make man. So women and men together are called mankind. Male and female, and we're made in the image of God. Our image after our likeness. Uh, three times there's pronoun there. And it says, our image, let us, and uh, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and, and so on. Now, originally, God was in fellowship with his Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, of course, there's fellowship with angels. The angels were created at some point in time in, in eternity past. We know that. We don't exactly know when God decided to make angels. 
But all of them were in wonderful fellowship at one time. And heaven rang with the praises of the Lord. Heaven in eternity was uh, the, the dwelling place of God and very wonderful. And you know, one, one day God decided that he would make the earth and the creatures and it all came in the heart and the mind of God. And he made all the creatures, all of them, fish, fowl, and the beautiful land. And there was no corruption. There was no rattlesnakes or anything like that. <clears throat> and so we have this whole big, huge planet. It was gorgeous and beautiful and uncorrupted. And at the top of the incredible uh, creation of God was Genesis uh, 2-7. And, and God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That wasn't because God was lacking something. That was because God wanted to do something marvelous. And in the original uh, intent of God was that before they ever sinned, was that Adam and Eve would be fruitful and multiply, and they would have uh, all kinds of offspring. No doubt about it, the whole world was going to be populated with, with so many people and all starting with Adam and Eve after God's likeness. That was the original intent. At the beginning, they, uh, they did eat, uh, well, I, I hate to say this and admit it, but the Bible teaches that they were vegetarians at first. <laughs> oh boy, I'm in trouble now. Anyway, after, after God uh, judged the world and uh, Adam and Eve sinned, he then sanctioned eating meat. So don't, don't get too excited, you vegetarians. It's okay if you eat meat. And then the New Testament says it's okay. All right? We got that. Uh, so I don't care if you eat um, grass, <laughs> lawnmower clippings, or whatever you want. But it doesn't matter. But in the, in the original uh, intent of God, there was the Garden of Eden, and man, and woman, and uh, then, of course, offspring. That's, that's the intent that God had. What is that? That's fellowship. That's a, it's amazing how God designed all that. So he wanted us to be in fellowship with him. That's what we're getting back to. That's what we're going to have in eternity. And tonight, I want to encourage you, uh, well, now that we can't congregate due to fear and all this going on with the, the virus, um, I can't wait until we get to fellowship again. Our fellowship is with God the Father. Our fellowship is with Jesus the Son. And our fellowship is with the Holy Spirit. See, we, we have this wonderful thing called fellowship in the Bible. Would you turn with me to 1 John chapter number 1? Now, God, in the end, when, when all the problems of the world are solved, the devil is thrown into the lake of fire, and all sin is, is judged and taken care of, and it drifts on into eternity past, you and I, as Christians, we're going to be fellowshipping in heaven. We're going to know each other. We're going to have mansions. We're going to have a place to dwell. We're going to have, oh my goodness, I could go on all night to tell you the good things that God has planned for us. Now, let's go to 1 John chapter number 1, and I want you to notice that this thing called fellowship is very important to God. In fact, you can be out of fellowship with God and still be a Christian, and you could be a miserable Christian 
if you're out of fellowship. If you can be out of fellowship with other Christians, and that's not good for us. We need fellowship with one another and with God, our neighbors and friends that know Christ. It's good. It's good for the soul. That's what, what, what God intended us to have is fellowship. Let's look at it. Uh, chapter number 1, 1 John, verse 3 and 4 says that the disciples, they were saying this, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. The disciples had the best fellowship that man ever had. They got to walk with God. They got to walk with Jesus. They got to hear Him and talk to Him. They got to touch Him. They got to listen to Him and watch Him as He healed people. This fellowship that those disciples had, it is amazing what they got to encounter. And the atmosphere around Jesus when He spoke, it must have been so wonderful. But look what they said. That which we have seen and heard, that ye, we declare we unto you that ye may also uh, may have fellowship with us. We, we want you to have fellowship with us. And what we've seen and heard and touched, we want you to have that. This is great. It, uh, uh, by the way, Christianity is not a private secret thing. That's, that's not something that we're supposed to hide. Christianity is not supposed to be something that you live uh, behind closed doors and you huddle and have your own precious little relationship with God that's so special that you can't share it with anybody? Well, we're talking about your prayer life. That should be your private thing. That should be secret. But your love for mankind and your love for Christian brothers and sisters, that's supposed to be public. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The Christian life is a fire. It burns deep inside. But it's supposed to shed light for everybody. And the disciples heard that. Look at this in, in verse number 3. It says, And truly our fellowship, so the disciples said, Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. In another place in the New Testament, it's very clear that we have fellowship in the Spirit too. Now, it says, verse 4, These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. A lonely Christian with no fellowship, is that's not the plan of God. That is not what God wanted. You know what? When I, when I was in the Navy, I was very, very lonely because we had tons and tons of people, but not very many Christians. And I remember one day, I just, I, just, uh, I woke up, I had come home from work. I was in the, the barracks and I was in school. I didn't have anything to do. And I just bounced up and got out of bed. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go downtown, San Diego. I'm going to take the bus. I didn't even have a car. I took the bus downtown. I got dropped off at Horton Plaza. And I had a pocket full of tracks. I just went around giving tracks to people, talking about Jesus. And I met a guy down there. And I led him to the Lord, and it was instant fellowship. We, we had fellowship around the Lord. You know, if you meet a Christian anywhere in this world, a true Christian that's a true believer in Jesus, 
You can have on, automatic fellowship with them. And you know, you've got to be careful because not everybody that says they know Jesus does. But isn't that amazing how God fit, set that up, that his very disciples said, I want you to have the same fellowship with God that we have. Uh, look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. We're going to go through some more scriptures. I hope you can keep up with me. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 9. Uh, it says here, um, God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a calling. God calls people and he says, I want to have fellowship with you. I want you to, I want to know you. I want you to know me. I want us to get along. I want, I want to be your God and I want you to be my servant. I want you to be my friend. I want you to be my son, my daughter. I want you to be in my house. I want you to know me. I want you to praise me. I want you to pray to me. I want to answer your prayers. I want to help you. I want to save you. I want to do all kinds of things for you. And uh, if you'll just trust me, I'll, I'll lead you through this life as a shepherd would lead a, a little lamb. Trust me, I, I want... I want you to know, I can't tell you right now, but, it, but I've got something prepared for you that when you see what I've got prepared for you, you will be amazed. He says, leap for joy for great is your reward in heaven. Just don't worry about it. I've got all of this plan. God says, I want to have fellowship with you. I want you to come to my house. I want you to meet my father. I want to, I want to show you my place where I live. I want you to have the same uh, inheritance that I have. I, that's amazing. Have you ever known anybody that was going to get a big, huge, fat inheritance and said, I want you to have it? I mean a big inheritance. Uh, most people, when they get an inheritance, they say, boy, I'm glad nobody else is named in, here, in this will. Uh, and I bequeath to my servant, my cat. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, amen. Okay, I got a brand new cat. That's wonderful. Thank you. Oh, but, but, but my favorite son over here, I'm going to give my mansion and all my cars and all my property. But to my servant, I'm going to give my dog and my cat and everything. Oh, man, aren't you glad God doesn't have any stinginess in his life? He says, I'm going to give you the same inheritance that I'm going to give my son. Because he has fellowship. With you, through the blood of Jesus. Um, the apostles and disciples had tremendous fellowship after Jesus died. He rose again. He went to heaven. Turn with me to Acts chapter 2, and I want to show you something. Uh, boy, this is so exciting to know that what God wants. And by the way, He wants you and I to have fellowship with one another, too. And you ought to work on that. That's what communion's all about when we have the Lord's Supper. You're not supposed to be out of fellowship with God or man, uh, your brother and sister. You're supposed to, supposed to be getting along with everybody. And you're not supposed to harbor sin in your life or your heart. You're not supposed to have hatred uh, for one of your Christian brothers or sisters. You're supposed to be getting along well between you and God and you and your brother. And uh, that's, that's where you can enjoy the uh, communion of the Lord. Amen? 
So let's see what happened in Acts chapter 2 after Jesus said, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit and uh, I'm going to baptize you with the Spirit and I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And uh, Joel chapter 2 and uh, Acts chapter 2 are the, the prophecy fulfilled. So let's look at this. Over in Acts chapter 2, verse number 41, watch what happened after everybody received Christ and 3,000 people got saved and baptized. Watch this now. It says, Then they that gladly received His word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That's a pretty good church. And they continued, watch it now, here's, here's where we're going to get into this thought. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and what? Fellowship. You see that? It's not just knowing something. It's, it's charity. It's love among the brethren. And it says, and in breaking bread. They ate together. They had fellowship. They loved each other. They were getting to meet new friends. The greatest people in this world I've ever met are the people I had fellowship with in church. The greatest friends I've ever had in my life were found in the fellowship of Jesus. That's where I met my wife. That's where my, my wife met her best friend in church. I forget her. No, no, it's, it's me. It's me. And my best friend is her. And uh, your best friend's going to be found probably in the fellowship of the Lord. Look at this, verse 43, not only, or 42, baking bread, no, sorry, breaking bread and praying together and uh, doctrine. They had doctrine, that's preaching and teaching and the Word of God. And then they got to eat together and have meals together. I'm sure they did some barbecuing back then. And then they prayed together. And it says, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed, watch it, were together and had all things common. These people got so excited with their fellowship, they started selling their possessions. It says, they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. That doesn't, there's, it's, that, it's not communism. What it is, they got so excited, they started loving one another. They found somebody that had some kind of need and they did, they met it. It's, it's, it's just wonderful. When you get excited and you have fellowship with one another, it's just such a great life. And time goes by a lot faster when you're having fellowship. Look at verse 46. Because of all this, they continued daily with one accord. That's fellowship. And in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Now watch. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You know what? That church was an exciting place and lots of love and lots of fellowship. It was something where people were attracted to it. My goodness, they had 3,000 people get saved. So there was a wonderful spirit there of fellowship. That's what God's going to do uh, in, in the end of the world when, it, when we get to go to heaven. Do you realize we're not going to be private citizens and quiet and cloistered. We're not, there's no lockdown in heaven. Did you know that? There's no house arrest in heaven. I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering how this is all going to work out. We have one uh, one sheriff. I think it was in Franklin County. 
uh, he's decided that uh, it might be uh, to where he's going to uh, call call a big end to, to some of this nonsense. Maybe open up. I I like sheriffs like that if they, if they're wise. But uh, boy, I tell you what, I'm ready. I'm ready to start having fellowship. Um, and so I want you to pray. I want you to pray. But that's what the end result is going to be when we get to heaven. And God has so much pre- prepared for us. Are you in fellowship with the Lord tonight? Are you in fellowship with your spouse? Are you in fellowship with your family? Do you have a close fellowship with your church member, your pastor? you have fellowship with other Christians? It's important. There's going to be handshaking in heaven. Did you know that? There's no fist bumping in heaven. You say, show me that in the Bible. All right, you ask. Go to Galatians chapter 2. Thank you for asking. I heard you ask. Show me that in the Bible. Show me that. All right, go to Galatians chapter 2. You ask for it. There's the, uh, there ain't no, no fist bumping, elbow, elbow bumping. No, 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 no. There's going to be some handshaking going on. Are you ready? What did you say? Yeah. yeah, okay. It said... It said, and when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands. That's about as close as I can get. The right hands of what? Fellowship. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Good to see you. Put her there. You say, oh, I can't do that. I went to the doctor today. And um, he's a great doctor. I stepped on a nail and all that junk. But uh, I'm okay. But what happened was I, I almost reached out and shook the hand of my doctor. He didn't have his gloves on yet. And um, he stopped and I stopped. He's a great doctor. I, I really like him. But, you know, I, I, I couldn't get myself to reach over and shake his hand. And he goes, hey, that's okay. Don't worry about it, you know, and. He knew and I knew, you just don't shake hands anymore today. There will be a day, my friend. We're going to give each other the right hand of fellowship. Amen? I mean, we're going to shake hands again. It's in the Bible right there. The right hand of what? Fellowship. That we should go unto the heathen, they unto the circumcision. And so uh, there it is. Uh, You asked for it. All right. The fellowship around a mystery. Did you know that there's a mystery that we can't figure out and there's a fellowship around it? The mystery is that of uh, salvation is is truly a mystery. But the Bible says church, uh, like a bride and a groom, and Jesus is the groom and the church is the bride, uh, like like a husband and wife. The Bible says this is a great mystery. We have fellowship in church around a mystery. I can't figure it out. I don't understand it all. Uh, I'm doing my best to try to get in the Bible and take a look at what we've got. I just know this. God's going to have a whole lot of fellowship with us when it's all over. And it'll be all throughout eternity. So, hey, you might make a friend and they might leave. You might make a friend and you might leave. Uh, You might make a friend and you're not friends anymore. It happens. I know that. Uh, There's people in high school that you met. And you were buddies and then now you don't even know the person anymore. You can't stay up with every person that you meet that's friendly. It's impossible. So you have a circle of fellowship. You have a circle of friends. 
And praise God, you, you keep a few all your whole life and, and praise God for that. But you know, when we get to heaven, there won't be any temporary fellowship. It'll be eternal because we're all going to be fellowshipping around the Lord. Uh, so it is a mystery. I, I don't understand it all. And here's something too. Look at in Philippians. We're in Galatians. Look at Philippians chapter number 3. Uh, it's really important that you realize that our fellowship is not only good if things are going well. Sometimes our fellowship is, is, is fired and codified and strengthened in the midst of adversity. Our fellowship is really strengthened sometimes when you go through a hard time with each other. My wife and I went through a really uh, difficult time of poverty. And I won't go into detail. It was just the way God just put us into 101 beans and rice, spaghetti and ramen. And there's nothing wrong with that food. I, I love it to this day. There's nothing wrong with being poor. What, what, what's wrong is getting bitter. Um, but God put us in a valley for about three years. And we were really, really poor. And we had children too. But you know what that did for us? Our fellowship in Christ, it made our marriage stronger. We had nobody to, to, to count on other than the Lord. I mean, we were so poor that the, mission, the rescue mission, the, the daughter of the director of the rescue mission, brought boxes of food from the mission to our house. And she dropped it off and she was in tears. But we were in tears too. We were so ashamed of it. We were so humbled that we were getting food from the mission. Now that stuff's hard to trust sometimes. They don't, it is, they don't give you the, it, it wasn't T-bone steaks in, in beautiful brand new wrappers. It, it was food that people didn't want. You know, canned food and stuff like that. Loaves of bread. I can't tell you it was all fresh, but it was all good. We ate every bit of it. But that fellowship really helped us. And that is sometimes what God will put us through, fellowship in sufferings. Let's look at Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10. Have you ever had fellowship in suffering? You know, uh, it, it, it's really important that when, when tough times come, that you not run. Just look for somebody to go through it with. And usually God will have somebody right at your side you can go through a hard time with. And that fellowship will bond you together and it will be strong like battlefield soldiers, people, that, World War II veterans, uh, uh, Pearl Harbor veterans, people like that. Oh, they're really strong and tight. They love each other and they have fellowship to this day. So suffering sometimes is actually really a bonding thing for us. Look at, look at chapter number 3, verse 10. Paul said, by the way, he was in prison when he said this. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. When you suffer for the Lord, you have better fellowship with God than anything else in your life. There's nothing better for you than fellowship with God. And when you go through sufferings, God has fellowship with you. If you're suffering for him, he takes notice. Anybody remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I wonder if they suffered a little bit. 
in the fiery furnace. I wonder if Daniel, a highly loved individual, I wonder if he had fellowship down there in the den of lions when the lions went to sleep. But the people that threw him down in the lion's pit, when he got up out of the pit, they had to go in. And the Bible says before they touched the ground, the lions had devoured them. Before they ever hit the ground, they were that hungry. But they didn't touch Daniel. The fire didn't touch Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because the fourth man was in the fire. You know, I'm not so sure that we ought to run from suffering. Being made conformable unto his death, that by any means, Paul said, I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So there's wonderful fellowship. Now, uh, real quickly, there's about, oh, I guess you could say nine or so different kinds of fellowship. There's fellow prisoners, fellow, notice the word fellow, fellow servants, fellow disciples, fellow helpers, uh, fellow citizens, fellow heirs, fellow laborers, fellow soldiers, fellow workers. And that one, that one word fellow, that talks about fellowship. So you could work for the Lord, have fellowship while you're working. You can suffer for the Lord, have fellowship. You can uh, fellowship in your church, fellowship in good services and fellowship in the choir, fellowship all over the Bible. Fellowship is the key because in the end, uh, God is going to have fellowship. He's going to be the shepherd and we will be his sheep and he will be our God and we will be uh, in the pasture of the Lord. One day to have fellowship with him. We'll be leaping and running around, going to and fro, eating a tree of life and looking and drinking from the river of life and we're going to have the mansions and the streets of gold. We're going to have the gates going in, going out, the Bible says, going in into the city and coming out of the city. Fellowship forever and ever. And talk about the city of, of, of the new Jerusalem. We're going to have it made. We're going to have it made. And you know what church is? It's heaven practice. I hope you're in fellowship with the Lord. Last verse, look at this now. Uh, Verse number 7, 1 John 1, 7, if you'll turn there. I hope you understand the importance tonight of your fellowship with God, your fellowship with other believers, your fellowship uh, together with your family, and be sure that God honors that, and He wants to have fellowship with you, fellowship with the Spirit of God, fellowship with your Bible. All right, let's look at verse 7. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? Fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. It's going to be wonderful. I'm looking forward to fellowshipping with Jesus. You say, boy, the line's going to be too long. Now, there is no line. You don't have a line in heaven. There's no such thing as a line in heaven. You don't wait in line for anything. God's omnipresent. You can have fellowship with the Lord 24 hours a day forever, 365 days a year. You can have fellowship every single moment of your life. And it's only going to get better.
I hope tonight you understand the importance of good, honest, clean fellowship with God and brothers and sisters in the Lord. Remember, God started out fellowshipping with Adam and Eve, and God's going to end up fellowshipping with the whole human race that's saved. But he can't have fellowship with those that are unsaved. What fellowship had light with darkness? Are you saved? You know Jesus as your Savior. Do you know for sure if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven? You can have fellowship with God. I remember. I remember when uh, I discovered my, my life. I was born again by the Spirit of God. I began right away to have fellowship with Jesus. Don't forget, God wants to have fellowship with you all the time. Let's bow for prayer.